Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You're listening to The Drake Podcast Show. This episode was made possible for our station sponsor, E-Bike Boys. For all your latest electric biking needs, visit E-Bike Boys at their showroom today at 418 Canterbury Road, Campsie and 69 King Street, Newtown. And now, get ready to be blessed with your host, Dom. And the Drake Podcast Show is back for Season 2 and Episode 2 on Raw Love. Well, tonight I have Brooke Stewart from Kingsway Care coming on the line with me to talk about tapping into the fullness of what raw love is according to biblical revelation to plant seeds of love into the community. Be that helping a homeless person with a new outfit or giving someone disadvantaged the opportunity to work at Sea Change's amazing local op shop here in Janali. And as I mentioned to my audience last week, Brooke personally found me a roof over my head when I was in that very similar situation. 16, homeless, troubled, and completely cut off from my family. He put the call out to his community that day and a beautiful family with a very newborn baby girl at the time took me in that night. They treated me like a son. Belle, you're an absolute angel. I cannot thank you enough. Brooke, thanks so much for coming on the Drake Podcast Show. To add some more light on this area today, what made you get involved with Sea Change, the Kingsway Care Initiative, and the Office of Community Services in general? Yeah, thanks, Dom. It's uh, good to connect with you again, mate. Um, yeah, well, I suppose uh, for me, I just I think uh, primarily I've realised that um, you know just the heart of God is to love people, and um, you know love has to look like something. So you know, I I often have contact with people that needed practical help and you know I decided to step out in faith at different times and ask some questions and before long just yeah I was able to you know I think our first property that we really launched into I was given a you know a lady who was uh owned a pub next door to our community space uh she owned a a motel and she sort of gave gave it to us um to use for homelessness and so that sort of kicked it all off so um, I went to her because I had a um, a guy that was coming into my office just having a bit of a nap. He was a guy living on the street, and I went to the, the owner of the pub, and I said, can I use some of the rooms above the pub? And she said, no. And then she came back to me a few months later and um, said, look, I want to talk to you. And I'm like, okay, what's this about? And then um, she said, I own a motel, and I I just feel like I want to get on board with what you're doing, and you can use it. For, and she sort of paid a dollar a year for it for three years. So, oh, my goodness. Uh, wow. That was about. Um, oh, what was that? Seven years ago, and then so I really got into the, I suppose, the housing space, and then I think we've, we've supported over a thousand people in those seven years. So it's been a massive roller coaster. So we've got about, uh, got about six sites now in different locations. So throughout the Southern Shires and George area, just basically creating community, temporary community for people to experience transformation. So. Yeah, it's exciting. I got to say, I was a bit behind the times on the, I guess, the coverage of Westfield uh, Corporation a few years ago. There was a photo of uh, little old Brooke Stewart, the pastor of Sea Change Church, and 
a thousand people. I'm pretty sure that would, would sum up why you were considered one of Sutherland Shire's local dad heroes one Father's Day year, right? Yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, don't like to be in the spotlight normally, but yeah. It was no, you don't. Was, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was nice that, uh, you know, some recognition. I think to me, you know, too, is that I think, you know, it was, I think for me it was exciting to see that you know, people in the community realise that the local, you know, the local programs and, and local churches are really making a difference um, in people's lives. So, you know, it was some good, some good uh, opportunity there, I suppose, yeah. It's definitely some good PR for the kingdom of God. But i got to say, one yeah. of my questions that's just been boggling my mind for some time, and I think it's borderline conviction on my part, why do most people switch off or guard themselves when they see a homeless person or someone a bit dishevelled or drug affected turn up one fine day to a Sunday church service? What do you think makes people fear people? Yeah, it's a good question, mate. I think I think primarily it probably comes out of just a, a lack of understanding around people, and um, mm. you know, and I think I think people feel a bit powerless to make a difference. And they're not really sure where to start. And so it's almost like a sense of powerlessness comes across them because they don't really know what to do. But yeah, so I think, or they just simply think, oh, that's not my gift or that's not my thing. In some ways, I talk about, you know, that, you know, serving the poor, you can't subcontract love out to other people. <laughs> um, we've, all a, we've all got a responsibility to, um, yeah, love people in that way. And the other thing is, I'd say, is that we're just so used to, um, you know, just hanging around people like ourselves and, you know, we really need to open up our hearts and our lives to um, provide some space and some margin for people that aren't like us. Mm, Definitely. You know, I'm not super well-versed in homeless, uh, you know, outreach or or ministry and it's funny because as soon as I got back in touch with you, there was a gentleman called William who used to be pretty, you know, on the dark side of the tracks in here in Sydney's King's Cross. And he then became a reverend and started doing some beautiful outreach um, work with his ministry. He's now retired, just randomly added me on Facebook today. And I was just listening to his testimony on, um, on the air. He was on a local Christian radio station recently. We should almost have an obligation to love people. If we've been through that side of the world and seen it for all its ugliness and it can be, right? Because we know how much better we are off today because people like you, people like Bill, like I said earlier, are willing to put their life on the line for someone they don't know for five minutes, but they can see the common humanity, the common decency come out in a time where, uh, like myself, I didn't have much um, moral or spiritual support. We do. I think, I mean, this is what love looks like, right? Mm. So, you know, I think it's, I think that's the key. I think we can talk about, you know, I mean, one of my, I suppose my core scriptures is around, you know, um, 1 Corinthians 13. And, you know, I mean, if God is love and, and we represent him, then we've got to, we've got to live out. We always use that scripture in the sense of, you know, a, a wedding, you know, love is patient, <laughs> love is kind. Yeah. It's like, no, that, that's a lifestyle. And I think that one of the things about being patient, you know, love protects people, you know, love, Love keeps no record of wrong. So, you know, we've mm. got to look at people through the eyes of Jesus and not through the eyes of our own insecurities or, you know, our own eyes of, you know, feeling like someone's going to take advantage of us. The outcome's not our problem, you know. We, we are called to, to love people where they're at. And, you know, I think I've learned to let go of the outcome and just trust God with that. And, yeah. you know, um, you know, love is, it, you certainly learn, you know, if you can love unconditionally because, 
you know. Um, a lot of people learn how to love conditionally. Yeah, that's the most of the Western church today, I think, and society with it. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, it's funny. I don't know. I think we've just got to learn to uh, see people in the way Jesus sees them and says, you know what, what's the worst thing that could happen if I love this person extravagantly? You know what I mean? They might Mm. take me for advantage, but that's, you know, at the end of the day, if they're taking advantage of God's love in you, then that's probably a good thing anyway. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we could recall a whole bunch of awkward stories with uh, myself and you included and a whole bunch of other people, but um, <laughs> with time being constrained today, we might um, touch on that for a part two, I think. But um, over to question two, it's awesome what you mentioned about Corinthians, about the love verse that is so overly used and often not digested to its full propensity that I think love to just love one another does not just mean explicitly for wedding context. One to go with this would be great in Matthew twenty five forty. If you guys want to turn with it to me today, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did also for me. What does that mean to you, Brooke, when you carry out your ministry to the broken and needy? Well, it's it, in the sense that you've got to see people in in such a way that if we genuinely love God and we generally would like to pour our lives out for him, the question we would ask ourselves, are you willing to pour your lives out for each other? Even if you know someone's story, you know, and even if you, Mm. you know, so I think it's that unconditional, unreserved, extravagant um, love that we have for one another. And um, and I think, too, it's about looking not to your own interests, but the interests of others. You know, it's it's going, look, this is actually not about me. It's about that person and me showing God's love to them. So it really puts some nuts and bolts and some, it's certainly a practical way of actually doing it. So we do all that, like we do food, clothes and shelter because, you know, by closing our community, giving them shelter, you know, we feel that, that in that way we're serving Jesus. We're not just serving our community, but we're serving him. So, Wow, great answer. Is it a command by God to help the homeless or is it just a choice? Like you said before, like, has it got to be a mandate from God himself for people to like come home to realize this isn't a choice, but it's actually a command to love our neighbor? Well, I think it's like, it's like your wife, you know, like if you genuinely love your wife, then you don't have no problem serving her, Mm. you know? So I think that if people have a really if they truly understand the love of God and they're, they're fully saturated in that love, I don't see how someone could not love their neighbor if they're saturated in that. So I would argue that if you if you are finding it hard to serve the poor and love the vulnerable, then you probably don't understand God's love because that's exactly what he's doing for us. So it's not a burden. And, and sometimes we think of commands and, you know, um, you know, responsibilities and obedience as something hard, but but when you're in love, those things aren't hard to do. So I, I think it's the fruit of love, you know, doing those things. Yeah. My dual battery bike is so comfortable it goes 0 to 42 k's in seconds and the battery charges in no time at all. So like a lot of inner city dwellers, I can be back on the road doing what I love without the taxing period of waiting and waiting for my battery to fully charge. And with e-bike boys expanding their showroom on Canterbury Road, we have a special offer for my Sydney viewers. The Auto MX2000 and T8 are both starting from... $1,999 
as small as $500. That's a whopping saving of more than half the original price. To organise a test drive today, head over to E-Bike Boys Showroom at 418 Canterbury Road, Campsie and 69 King Street, Newtown. And now, back to the show. Well, you heard it from Brooke Stewart exclusively on the Drake Podcast Show today, Season 2, Episode 2 on Raw Love. And yes, that means you today, the viewer, and Christian audience at home have just had their bubbles burst, probably for the first time, dare I say the second. But God is all about second chances and he's all about putting things into healthy perspective. And one of those things that's really on my heart and the agenda for today is to just get the conversation going again on healthy relationships. That's also with the homeless. And um, going back to a story last night, actually, and without naming any names for obvious reasons, I had a a, a beautiful older man uh, who's been kind of lingering around the church, you know, block for a, a couple of months now. And he was really frightened, quite aggressive and quite impatient with everybody, just the way they didn't really make much time for him, me included. But all of a sudden, there was a dramatic change in the air. And last night, he actually came up to me and apologized for saying that he hated me and that he hated people here at the church. And I was just so touched by that because I just think of all the times people have begged or asked me for something or tried to take advantage of me and all the times I've taken advantage of others respectfully. And I just think, man, God is actually teaching me a really valuable life lesson on what we can do for the least, you know, because I truly believe that the least of these could very much be people that we're entertaining that could be angels. It could even be Christ himself incarnate in a man, you know, and not everyone's going to agree to me on that. But if we treat some people differently to the way we treat our brothers and sisters, I really believe that that's holding love and contempt. And we will be judged quite ferociously for that, as it says in the Bible. Yeah. Well, I think um, certainly learn what the fruit of the Spirit is, you know, after mm. the fruit of the Spirit's working in your life, because you've got to activate patience and kindness and goodness in those situations. You know, when you learn how to love someone like that, you certainly learn that you know, you learn to position yourself in a place where it's not about you, it's all about them, and I think you did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, I uh, I can always learn, and um, I think if I was going to ask anybody um, on how to love a homeless person, uh, it would definitely be you, brother. But over to a little bit of a lighter and, I guess, more humorous topic, but one serious enough to mention on the talk about love today, what is your take on biblical marriage? Well, I think the narrative around the bride and the bridegroom, I would say. I mean, we've just spent a bit of time as a church uh, preaching through Song of Songs, and um, <laughs> it's been fun. It's been real fun. And if you look at that, it's a picture, obviously, between a bride and a bridegroom and how this beautiful, you know, extravagant way um, they love each other and speak well of each other and um, just what kindness looks like within a marriage. And I think it's a great picture of, yeah, not the relationship that God has with his church and with his people, but also the relationship we have with each other. So, yeah, I think if we want to know how to uh, love my wife, then I need to look at the way Christ loved the church. You know, that um, passage where it talks about, you know, that we should love our wives in the same way that Christ loved the church and gave himself for us. So I see the relationship of marriage between a man and a woman and just in the way that God, you know, sees the bride and the bridegroom. And that's the picture he gives us in the Bible. So, you know, that's certainly the way I love my wife. And I feel like the God, you know, through his scriptures, given us a lot of grace around how to do that well. And, um, yeah, and I think that if you, 
you know, if you learn what it means for Christ to love me, then I will have more than enough capacity to love my church. But if I'm trying to do it outside of that, then it's going to be very difficult. So that'll be my take on it. Yeah, well said. So you've been in ministry now for probably as long as you've been married to Tammy. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, 22 years or something. Twenty. Wow. Yeah, we've been probably a bit longer than that. Yeah, so it's an interesting journey because my testimony is that I was a teenage father. God has certainly been very gracious with me um, through my life and through my story. And um, it certainly taught me a lot about marriage and a lot about how I need to love Tammy and, and all that So over that journey because it's not necessarily about where you start or what you believe, but it's about, well, I mean, it's about what you believe, but it's more about what you're becoming. You know, yeah. are you becoming more and more like Christ? And, you know, if you're becoming, if you're on that journey of becoming, then I think that, you know, that just makes that relationship so much richer. You know, if I spend my life just journeying with Christ and focusing on becoming the man that God wants me to be, then then I believe that I'll become the husband that he wants me to be. And I, it's not my job to fix Tammy. You know, my job is to simply become the man Christ wants me to be and then and allow her to do that. And then as we do that together, then we I believe that he joins us together in a sense of oneness and unity. So, yeah, it's an exciting journey. So I love her so much today, you know, journeying 20-something years. So it's been awesome. So beautiful! What a what a celebration, uh, you know, that God's going to have, uh, you know, every year the, these married couples in the church that we look up to so often, but don't know, you know, some may be in a real troubled territory that you you can go and you know lift people's spirits up. You can go and do as, as the Bible says, sharpen iron, because we we do need to be honest about some of the pitfalls in marriage and um, a lot of people um, unfortunately that I grew up with in church life are now divorced today and it just encourages my heart so much that you and Tammy have protected your marriage and that the church has honored that marriage and that two and two work well together you know under the Holy Spirit always so it's really cool and what I will, will, will say is that Holy Spirit was actually just highlighting to me how important the adoption of being a son is to you and how that's transferred into your own level and area of life more personally with you adopting some beautiful children. Do you want to share a little bit more about that story? Yeah, so um, yeah, I suppose when, when me and my wife sat down and, and thought about uh, what our family would look like, uh, we just always had a, a passion for that passage in um, you know, James one twenty seven says that uh, religion that God accepts is to look after widows and orphans in distress and to keep oneself polluted from the world. Mm. Yeah, so we just we just really felt that God was going to you know bring an opportunity. So we started off by yeah fostering, got into fostering and adopted uh, twin girls, African girls, and then we and then eventually uh, their biological sibling came along, and so we adopted them. So we've got I've got a family of five and three of them are African children that are growing up now. So yeah, it's been a it's been a wonderful journey of uh, just just what family looks like, you know what I mean? And uh, it's a it's a picture of the way God built his family, you know, in the sense that it's not age, it's not race, it's not color, you know, that uh, there's an invitation for all of us to come into this family and learn the idea of sonship and, and just enjoy, you know, what it means to love one another and journey together. So, yeah, it's, it's been great. So the twins uh, are now 15 and wow. um, the other one's 10. So, yeah, they're growing up. 
So much sacrifice. That's the kind of sacrificial love Jesus first put on the cross for all of us, isn't it? And it's like exemplary for us to imitate that as best we can as fathers and mothers and caretakers today to people both biologically and also people who come through adoption and through other, you know, forms of grace. I just think it's so awesome that um, you were so open and Tammy was so open to that option of having a blended family. I I too think um, if push came to shove and God did grace me with a patient enough wife one day um, and, you know, you never know the situation with couple to couple. There's so many couples right now that are impatiently trying to, you know, have a baby um, adoption is such a great road to go down as well to just honor that little life and and to and to steward it well to love Jesus, you know. And it's so awesome to just hear now they're fifteen and ten years of age and they're they're just in such a Christ centered home. It's great, and more people could yeah. could could learn from that. Now, real quick, I thought actually I should just do a little bit of a plug. Are there any programs or initiatives currently with Kingsway Care or your home personally? that could maybe help some down and out couples that might be in a bit of a rut with each other. You know, you got Papa Bear in the doghouse or Mama Bear in the doghouse. And, you know, you could just like cultivate, you know, that change around kingdom culture and marriage. I mean, off the top of my head, like we're not running any, any, I suppose, marriage courses and stuff like that as a church. Um, I mean, we do, we do certainly, you know, we are supporting um, marriages and all I can do is that you know if anyone wants to contact us and um, you know we're happy to support them even you know as people even if they're going through the adoption process I'm happy to walk them through that process as well and just talk about you know what it means to, to have that blended family and how it feels and you know those kinds of things because that, that can also be a challenging thing because you know um, because I can honestly say I feel the same way towards my adopted children as I do my biological children and that's the miracle of it and I, I think about how Christ adopted us and think man there is absolutely no difference between the way you know he feels about us um, you know in the same way that I feel about my kids so it's, it's such a gift but yeah if anyone wants to contact us uh, on email or through our website then happy to chat and, and sort of navigate some of that stuff so yeah I mean, as far as homelessness stuff, if you look on our Kingsway website, people can make their own self-referrals and stuff. Um, And, uh, you know, we can support people practically as well with food and other things. So we're happy to do that. So, yeah. What an amazing call on your life. Brooke, before I go, can you just leave some of the important details, you know, again, for anyone that may not be aware or familiar with the website so they can ask these questions and get in touch with you via your email? Yeah, so uh, the church website is cchangechurch.org.au. Our community care website is kingswaycare.org.au. And... Um, yeah, you can just contact me, Brooke, at kingsway.org.au on email. Happy to connect or whatever. Well, Brooke, that was a really thorough conversation today about lifting others up in the area of love in action towards our homeless and towards adopted children in need around us. Brooke, you know what you're talking about when it comes to a love that gave. Thank you so much again for sharing such a vulnerable moment with my viewers and part of your story and your calling. I hope to get you back on with me in the near future. No worries, John. Good to chat to you, mate.
If you missed last week's episode, then head over to iHeartRadio and Spotify to catch up on them now. Now for some family business, I have some big news to share with all of you. And to be on the safe side, you might need to be seated for the next announcement. Ready? The Drake Podcast Show is heading over to Apple Podcast subscriptions. So for all of you wanting to listen to bonus members-only content, including hilarious outtakes and fast-track premiere episodes of this show, you will need to sign up to my annual subscription box today. Click on the Apple Podcast link in the episode description to get started. To everyone else, good night.